Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a few minutes long, a single story, just in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some terrific storytelling. And we've got some for you today. We want to remind you, of course, that we drop a few of these Appleseed Bites, these mini episodes of the show, every week in preparation for our Thursday episode drop. That Thursday episode is a full hour filled with stories for you and your family. This This next Thursday episode features some terrific storytelling from the very wonderful Detroit blues musician and storyteller, the Reverend Robert B. Jones, recorded live in the Appleseed studio along with our terrific studio audience. And you won't want to miss a word of that hour-long episode. In the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined here in the studio by our producer, Dr. Brian Tanner. Brian, thanks for joining me. Hey, it's great to be here. And we're going to hear a little something from Lynn Ford today. Yes, we are. Tell uh-huh. us about it. Well, we're going to hear something called Fire and Rain. Whoa, not that fire. Not fire, <laughs> not the James Taylor. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Although, if you after this is over, if you want to go listen to that song, be our guest. That's you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a wonderful kind of folk tale. Um, Lynn Ford calls herself an Afrolatchian storyteller. Yeah, I, I, that's right. I, I love that title. <laughs> you know, it. Um, and on her website, she describes that of of African American heritage and history from the region of Appalachia. Yeah. So it's it's kind of an interesting fusion there. Right. Yeah. And uh, for me, this is a story about humility, um, mm. and that's something that I really like about it. So when you listen, just be thinking about <laughs> about that and um, what what we can take away from this story. Yeah. Fire and Rain is the name of the tale. Lynn Ford is the teller, and we're happy to bring it to you on The Appleseed. Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages. In one village lived a beautiful and wise young woman who helped her family a great deal. She learned to make a cloth so fine that it felt like the wind on anyone's skin, and all the colors blended one into the other, a beautiful cloth that made a lot of money in the marketplace. So the young woman became wealthy, and so did her family. Now she reached an age when she felt it was time to find a partner in life. She said to her mother and father, Please make the announcement in all the villages that I am ready to find a husband. The word was sent to all the villages, and when the young men heard that this particular young woman was looking for a husband, they were excited. They spoke to one another, you know, She's a beautiful young woman. Yes, yes, and very, very wise. And you know what? She's rich, too. All the young men of every village, all those who were of age to marry, dressed in their finest clothes, and each one brought a gift to the front door of that girl, a gift for her mother and father, for this was the custom. They stood in a long line, waiting for the door to open. Now when the young woman looked out and saw a line of finely dressed young men stretching from her door all the way over the hill beyond the horizon, she didn't know what to do. 
How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. Well, I must think. First of all, I want a partner in life. Someone who will be a friend to me for all my life, who will accept me and my family as they are. I want someone who will love me for who I am and someone who will be kind. I want someone who will have a brain in his head. I know. I will ask a question. I will set forth a riddle. And if the riddle can be answered correctly, at least I will know that someone has a brain in his head and hopefully all the rest will follow. And so the young woman asked each young man the same question. If a spider should spin her web on the tip of your favorite spear, what would you do? Some young men thought about it and said, A spider? On the tip of my favorite spear, I don't like spiders. They're ugly, nasty little creatures. I would smash them and bash them and stomp them and mash them. I would kill that spider. The young woman said, You are too violent to be my husband. Just go away. Some young men thought about the question and said, A spider? Ugh. Spider? I don't like spiders. They're, they're fuzzy little creatures and they're kind of creepy and they crawl all over you. And, Ooh, I hate spiders. The young woman said, You are too goofy to be my husband. Just go away. And some young men thought about the question and said, Uh. Hmm. <laughs> The young woman said, Just go away. Now there were only two young men left at her door. Both of them stood like kings in their fine clothes. One was dressed in robes of red, orange, yellow, and gold. He had golden bracelets on his wrists, golden bracelets around his ankles, a golden round hat upon his head. This one was fire. The other stood in simple silver gray robes, but he too looked like a king. This one was rain. Now the young woman asked the same question of these two If a spider should spin her web on the tip of your favorite spear, what would you do? Fire said, A spider? On the tip of my favorite spear. Well, a spear is just a tool, and I have many spears. I would just get another spear for the hunt that day. The young woman thought, Good answer. Rain answered, too. A spider on the tip of my favorite spear. Well, if I just hold the spear toward the frame of the door, the spider will crawl away and make her home somewhere else. The young woman said again, Good answer. I can't choose between you, she said. I must talk with my mother and father tonight. Come to the marketplace in the morning when the sun begins to rise. My family and I will be there, and we will have another question. 
some riddle for you, and then I will choose. So fire and rain both walked away to their villages, and the young woman talked with her mother and father that night. Now in the morning, as the sun began to rise, people were waiting in the marketplace to see what would happen. There stood that young woman with her mother and father, her sisters and brothers giggling and running around nearby, and along came fire, and along came rain. The young woman said, My father will choose who will go first in this competition, but this is what you must do. This is how you will answer. This is how I will choose my partner in life. You must show me how you will use all the power that you carry inside your heart. Well, before her father could choose the one who would go first in this competition, Fire stepped forward and said, This is no competition at all. I will win, for I am Fire. When no one praised him, when no one cheered, Fire turned to the crowd that had gathered and said, Apparently you do not understand how powerful I am. You should be cheering for me, for I am fire. And he snapped his fingers, and his hands burst into flames. People in the crowd said, Ooh, fire. Fire said, I am not finished yet. You should see the things that I can do. And he waved his arms, and his whole body burst into a ball of flame. The people gathered said, Ooh, hooray for fire. Fire said, Ah, I'm not finished yet. He began to walk from the marketplace through the village, and wherever he stepped upon a tuft of grass, the grass burst into flames. Fire said, See what I can do? I am fire. People said, Uh, yay, fire? Fire said, I'm not finished yet. Watch this. He leaped to the rooftops and began to dance, and as he danced, all the rooftops burst into flames. People yelled, No! No! Fire! I'm not finished yet, said Fire. I'm going to jump down from your rooftops and run through your fields. I will set all the grain ablaze. Then I will run into the forest and set the trees on fire, and I will burn away all those things that you would hunt, for I am fire. But no one praised, no one shouted. All the people were running to the river. They were carrying pots and bowls, anything that they could find in which to carry water, and put out the fires that were burning down their homes. The young woman was weeping as she ran to the river. This was not what she had expected. She was so sorry for what was happening. As she filled pots and bowls with water, Fire looked around to see what Rain was doing. Rain was staring at him, a sad look upon his face. Then Rain sank down and became a puddle. Fire said, huh, look at that. I scared him so badly he's now a puddle on the ground. I am fire. That puddle 
seem to disappear. And Fire grinned, see? He was so afraid of me, he had to leave. He just disappeared, for I am Fire. But that wasn't what had happened. No, rain had evaporated risen into the sky, and there he began to walk, looking down at all that burned. As rain walked, his silver-gray robes billowed behind him and became clouds of deep, dark gray, darkest blue, deepest black. And as rain looked down at all that fire had damaged, he stumped his feet, and the thunder rumbled. As he looked at all the homes that were burning, rain clapped his fists together and the lightning flashed. Then rain used all the power that he carried inside his heart. Rain began to weep, and the weeping turned into raindrops that soon became a rainstorm that put out all the fires. Well, there stood fire. He figured he had won the competition, for rain seemed to have disappeared. But fire was now soaking wet from head to toe, and he had melted the golden bracelets and anklets. He'd lost that hat upon his head, and his robes were soaked and hanging drenched. <laughs> but fire looked around for the young woman and he could not see her anywhere. He looked around, he looked down and up, and found her walking across the sky with the young man she had chosen for her partner in life, one who had used all the power inside his heart to help others. They say to this very day that you still see rain walk across the sky, and when he looks down, at the way we have treated one another. Sometimes his silver-gray robes billow and form the storm clouds, deepest blue, darkest black. When he sees the way we treat one another, sometimes he stomps his feet and the thunder rumbles. He claps his fists and the lightning flashes, and then he weeps for all the sorrows that we cause for one another. But when rain passes, we see, at times, the young woman who is his partner in life. She walks along in a cloth that no one else can make, so soft it is like the wind upon your skin, and all the colors of her fine cloth blend one into the other. We call her the rainbow. And that is how the rainbow came to be in the sky. The story Fire and Rain, told for you by Lynn Ford. And uh, I've been listening to it not only with you, but also along with our producer, Brian Tanner. Brian, thanks for bringing that story to us. Yeah, I love these folk tales that tell the origin, and that's how we got the moon, or right. that's how we got, <laughs> or in this case, the rainbow. Yeah, um, pourquoi por tales, we call them, right? Pourquoi por tales. Mm. Yeah, stories that answer the question uh, in a storytelling way, yes. right? Why something came to be 
the way that it is. And that's a really lovely one. Listener, I'm learning along with you today some <laughs> storytelling vocab. Pourquoi? Yes. Um, but before we jumped into this, I was saying that for me, this is a story about humility. Yeah. Um, and just listening to this, have you ever known, Sam, somebody like fire in this, that somebody who just feels like they have to impress you all of the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And and I, I got to I, I'll tell you, ju- just when I start making lists of people that I know who are like that in uh-huh. my brain, as I'm scanning down that list, I'm I'm always dismayed to find myself on the list. <laughs> 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 to whatever degree, right? Oh, I think you're showing some humility <laughs> yeah. by saying that, you know. But, but um, yeah, f- I I think fire is is like some people I have known who just feel like they have to go around and be so impressive and show you what they can do all of the time yeah. to the point where they don't – they may not even realize that they're causing harm. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes it's the more understated, you know, the, the thing that you don't notice as much, you know, the humble – rain or the or the pond or something it's like that's that's the thing that i needed sure yeah 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 these these uh nature stories that contain you know these personifications of things in nature remind us of all the ways that we are yeah you know Mm -hmm. i made a joke a moment ago about being on the list of people who are you know who are who are like the fire right yeah but i I guess i'd have to admit that i'm on the other list too yeah and that's uh, and and that's good. I think everybody, given a certain setting, can be either one or the other. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. there are times when you feel like I got okay. I'm new here. I got to prove myself. I right. got to make sure that everybody <laughs> knows right. that I that belong. And then yeah. other times when you feel like that that's not necessary, you can hang back a little more. Yeah. Yep. Well, a lovely story told for you by a terrific storyteller, and it was our pleasure to bring it to you. And of course, join us on our Thursday episode, a full hour of stories for you and your family. This Thursday, uh, you're going to hear the very wonderful Detroit blues musician and storyteller, Reverend Robert B. Jones, recorded live in the Appleseed Studio. It's going to be our pleasure to bring you a little something from Robert and a lot more to join us, won't you? I'm Sam Bain, and I can't wait to be with you again on the Appleseed. Thanks for joining us. For a bite! Brought to you by the Appleseed.